Asante, Mwarim Paris, God bless you. Bwana Yesu asifiwe. Are you people happy? All right, I have a short word for you today. Uh, but the reading is long, but um, the message will be quite brief. Uh, then we shall release you. Uh, this is found in the book of uh, Genesis chapter 35. I'm going to read the scriptures. And then I'll share uh, very briefly what the Lord has put in, our, in my heart that we need to hear today. All right. Okay, let me read from NLT version. Then God said to Jacob, get ready and move to Bethel and settle there. Build an altar there to the, Lord, to the God who appeared to you when you fled from your brother Esau. So Jacob told everyone in his household, get ready of all your pagan idols. Purify yourself and put on clean clothing. We are now going to Bethel where I will build an altar to the God who answered my prayers when I was in distress. He has been with me wherever I have gone. So, they gave Jacob all their pagan idols and earrings and he buried them under the great tree near Shechem. As they set out, a terror from God spread over the people in the towns of that area, so no one attacked Jacob's family. Eventually, Jacob and his household arrived at Ruzi, also called Bethel, in Canaan. Jacob built an altar there and named the place El Bethel, which means God of Bethel. Because God had appeared to him there, then he was free when he was freeing from his brother Esau. Soon after this, Rebekah's old nurse, Deborah, died. She was buried beneath the oak tree in the valley below Bethel. Ever since the tree ever Ever since the tree has been called Aaron Bakuth, which means oak of weeping. Now that Jacob had returned from Padan, Padan Aram, God appeared to him again at Bethel. God blessed him, saying, Your name is Jacob, but you will not be called Jacob any longer. From now on, your name will be Israel. So God renamed him Israel. The God, then God said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. You will become great nation. Even many nations, kings will be, kings will be among your descendants. And I will give you the land I once gave to Abraham and Isaac. Yes, I will give it to you and your descendants after you. Then God went up from the place where he had spoken to Jacob. Jacob set a stone pillar to mark the place where God had spoken to him. Then he poured wine over it as an offering to God and anointed the pillar with olive oil. And Jacob named the place Bethel, which means 
house of God. Because God had spoken to him there. Verse 16, leaving Bethel, Jacob and his clan moved toward Ephrath, but Rachel went into labor while they were still some distance away. Her labor pains were intense. After a very hard delivery, the midwife finally exclaimed, Do not be afraid you have another son. Rachel was about to die, but with her last breath, she named the baby Benon, which means son of my solo. The baby's father, however, called him Benjamin, which means son of my right hand. So Rachel died and was buried on the way to, Eph to Ephrathah, that is Bethlehem. Jacob set up a stone monument over Rachel's grave, and it can be seen there to this day. Father God, this afternoon we are gathered here as your children, and we desire that you speak to us what you would want us to hear today, a word that will help us to understand what your will is for our lives, a word that you help us, everlasting Redeemer, to change our ways and focus on you, King of kings and Lord of lords. We thank you because you are God who fulfills and who honors your promises. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to speak to you, uh, not about the whole story, but I want to pick on the last bit of this story that we have just read from verse 16, uh, what happened with Lecher. The Bible says, but Lecher went into labor while they were still some distance away. And her labor pains were intense. I've never been in labor pains, uh, but several of you seated here, ladies, you have been. And when they describe that it was intense, the word intense means quite sphere, probably to the breaking point, I would want to believe. That's what it says, her rubber pains were intense after a very hard delivery. The midwife finally exclaimed. Uh, wait a minute, I've lost... Where did I meet? Okay, okay, okay. My the phone is disappearing with my, my message. Yeah. After 17 years, after very hard delivery, the midway finally exclaimed, do not be afraid, you have another son. You remember Rachel was the mother to Joseph and she was of course the favored of Jacob, but Leah, who was not the favored, her womb was more blessed than Rachel's, and she had more son, and Rachel had only one son by name Joseph, and now she's having another one, and here she is actually dying. I'd like you to take you back 
um, to chapter that one, chapter that one, verse 19, if you can go there quickly. Are we there? At that time, they, they left. Laban was some distance away, sharing his sheep. Rachel stole her father's household, idols, and took them with her. Um, there's another phase of the scripture that I want to read for you. After Jacob, I mean, Rabban learned that uh, Jacob has fled. He ran after him. Okay, 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 okay. Yes, this is chapter 31 still. Uh, receive. Okay, okay. Let's first night. But let's let's just read from first that too. But as okay, we can start from that one. This is I rushed away because I was afraid. This was Jacob answering his father-in-law uh, who pursued him. I thought you would take your daughters from me by force, but as for your gods. Okay, okay, I think that's a different. I need to. Okay. Yeah, first that it says, and, and this is now Laban telling Jacob, I can understand your feeling that you must go and your intense longing for your father's home, but why have you stolen my gods? All my idols. Well, he, of course, he doesn't call them idols, but they are his gods. And this, this was his res, re, response. Uh, first, that, that too. But as for your gods, see if you can fight them and let the person who has taken them do what? Die. And if you fight anything else that belongs to you, identify it before all these relatives of ours, and I will give it back, but Jacob did not know that Rachel had stolen the household goods. You can read the story, we don't have time to read through the, 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 the story from chapter 31 all the way to 35. Rachel decides to run away with her father's household idols. Or her, rather her father's gods. Objects or images that her father used to pray to or to pray with for his fortunes, for, all, for luck. The Bible does not tell us the reason why Rachel stole her father's idols. 
And it is very clearly stated twice that Jacob had no idea that Rachel had stolen her father's gods. Because I want to believe if he, had there, if he had known, he would have told her, no, you do not need to carry any idol or any household uh, gods from your father, for we have a God, our father, God of our father Abraham, and God of my father Isaac. And that's the God that we pray, and that's the God who has blessed us all through. But remember, Rachel is a daughter to Laban, and Laban worships idol gods. And Rachel decides, I'm not going to leave you with these gods. Probably she thought that's the reason why they have been blessed, or that's the reason why her father is blessed. And therefore, because she was running away from her father, going with her husband, she thought, if I take these gods with me, I will be blessed or I'll be lucky. Unfortunately, that is not what happened. You have seen in verse 31 that Rachel, while giving birth, she is in intense pain. And she realizes, although a son has been born, and she is told, hey, and the midwife was very happy, thinking now that the Rachel would be very happy. And she said, hold on, you have another son. But Rachel did not name him a pleasant name. She chose to call him the son of my solos, all my pain. Why? Because she was dying, and actually she died. I believe that Rachel did not have to die. Rachel caused her own death. Rachel carried idols. Rachel stole her father's household gods. And when her father pursued Jacob, Jacob not knowing that his wife, the dear wife, among the two, that was the most loved one, he didn't know that she had stolen the, 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 her father's household gods. What does, she, does he do? He curses Whoever has those gods. And he says, let whoever has them do what? Die. Unfortunately, Rachel, and we didn't have time to read, you can read. When the father started the search, because Jacob told him, go ahead. Because Jacob was so confident that he did not need to steal household gods or idols. Why? Because he has a God who is living. He has a God who answers him. He does not need idols. But Rachel, Rachel, unlike her husband, 
thought or believed that other gods are more powerful than the God of Abraham, Jacob, and Isaac. She lost her life. Time does not allow me, but I want to say a few things. Compare these two. One is a man who fears and honors God. One is a man who believes in the living God. One is a man that has grown being taught that there is a God who is living. He is not an idol. He is not an object. You cannot make him because he is the creator of all the things that you can use to make any object that you would want to refer as a God or as an idol. Jacob knew the God of his father. And Reichleshaw, who knew the gods of his father, idols of his father, and she thought they would be useful in her life. Brethren, what's an idol? Any object or anything that takes the place of the true God in your life is an idol. Whatever you may call it. For Rachel, there were just some, some crafts. We don't know what they were. Sanamut. We don't even know their shape. And they were not big enough because she would be able to sit on them and nobody would be able to see what she is sitting on. Which means they have small things. But they caused her death. I'd like to speak to us. The God of Jacob, the God of Isaac, the God of Abraham, is our God. Because he's the God of the scriptures. And he is the father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, of whom we have just celebrated the Holy Communion, reminding ourselves that he came from heaven, died on the cross on our behalf, and he rose again, ascended to heaven. And if you want, he is coming again. Praise God. That is the God that we believe in. That's the God that we worship. There is no other God. It doesn't matter which religion you believe in. Let me be heard clearly. And I can shout this at the top of the mountain. There is only one God. Behold, O Israel, the Lord God, your God, is one. There are not two. God is one. God is living. There are no other gods. Any other god, any other thing that you one would prefer as a god is an idol. And idols will cause death. Bwana Yesu asifiwe.
Why am I sharing this with us today? Pastor, wouldn't you have a better subject? No. There are better subjects, yes, but this is also one of those better or the best. Because what we are doing, we are reminding ourselves. Because we are living at a time that people are forgetting their gods, their God. People are forgetting their faith. People are trading their faith. Because there are people even who are buying people to denounce their faith. Today, if you want to become something else, and I can say this, some of them, in the other faiths, they are ready to use money to buy you to denounce your faith and confess their faith. And they will promise you many things, blessings, cars, homes, whatever. Others are even telling you, denounce even your belief. Yeah? Denounce that you are a man and become a, a woman. Denounce your sexual orientation or change. And they are fighting. There are people who fight them to recruit. And I keep asking myself how foolish they are. Because there is no way, even if you change two, three people, or ten, or, or even a thousand, God remains God. Amen? And his world will never change. However, twisting, twisting or they would want to twist it, however, the kind of interpretation they will bring into your lives or trying to tell you he meant this, he said this, God's words will not change. But people will change. And what they attract for themselves will cause their pain or their death or their destruction. So what is this that you value so much? What is this that takes the place of God in your life? I know some of you will tell me, Pastor, me, I do not worship idols. True, you don't. I know. But why do you spend so much time on that phone, on WhatsApp, on Facebook, at the expense of reading, studying the word of God? Why do you go to those sites that you truly know that as a child of God, they are not right and you are, you are conscious, even your eyes detest them. But there is something in you that pushes you to go to those sites. And I want to tell you, this is what is destroying our society today. When our sons and daughters get into pornography and they become and grow into it, that it becomes part of them. That's an idol. Because some of them worship that. They can't do without it. Pastor, 
I don't do that. But you love money. Praise God. You love money. What does the Bible say about money? The love of money is the root of what? Now, you don't want to respond to me. Why? Yeah? The love of money is the root of? Money is not evil. But when you love it so much so that you forget you are God and you forget other people that you can kill for money or you can miss prayers for money, you can miss ministry or service to God because you must make money. And I'm not saying that you run away from your job when we call for prayers. No, no, no. You, have, you, you, you are wise. You know when you are denying God his time and when you are not denying him his time. If you love money so much, then it also becomes what? An idol. And Jesus said, you cannot serve God and serve what? Huh? Now you people are refusing to, to, to answer. Are you victims? You cannot serve God and serve mammon. Yeah? For you must be. That's what. You can go there. For the love of money is the root of all. That is Timothy. Go to Luke. Luke 6. 13. Let's see. Luke 6, 13. You cannot love money and be able to love God. Money is mammon. Oh, now is that one. Yes. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one. Just go to, go to, to verse 12. Is it 11? Just try 11 and see. Not 6. Okay. Anyway, just, you, just go back to 12 and 13. Let's see. No one can serve two masters for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Other scriptures will call it mammon. What we are trying to say, or what Jesus was trying to tell people here, money can take the place of God if you allow it. And money can become an idol. So even if we are pursuing wealth, and we are working so hard to, to get wealth, let us also be careful that we do not become, we do not worship money. For money is an enemy. It you take the place of God if you are not careful. And if you take the place of God, you know what you have just done? You have just cut yourself off from God. And this is an idol that can lead even to death. And many have died because of money. Many have been killed because of money. And people say, well, uh, he died in a mysterious circumstances. And others say, oh, I think uh, something went wrong. There was a transaction that he was involved in. 
There was a deal. Some, a deal went wrong and some people killed him. Many people have died because of love of money. Money is not bad, but love of it, making it an idol, can lead to death. Rachel died because she carried her father's idol. One other thing I want to mention, and then I'll let you people go. What attracted Rachel to carry her father's idol? It's culture. Maybe the Bible does not say it, but it is quite clear that Laban did not worship the true God. In that culture, they worshipped, they worshipped idols. And Rachel, having grown in that culture, was attracted to think that if he carries these gods, they'll bring fortune into, his, into her life. We've got to be very careful, brethren, when it comes to culture. And today, people are turning back to culture. People are denying the real God, the true God, in exchange of their gods, gods of their culture. And today we have many cultures that are going back to, they're saying we are going back to the origin, to the roots. The Kikuyus are going back to Kirinyaga or wherever, where they believe that their God resides in Mount Kenya. And I keep wondering, and I've said this before, I'm not ashamed to ask my fellow Kikuyus, how small then is this God whose home is Mount Kenya? Because my geography tells me that Kirimajaro is larger than Mount Kenya. Praise God. The stars are higher than Mount Kenya. The moon is higher than Mount Kenya. The suns is higher than Mount Kenya. So if this God resides in Mount Kenya, how small then he is. The truth is, and we need to be told, and not just the Kikuyus. You go to the Luos, they have their gods. You go to the Kambas, they, are, they have go, their gods. You go to the Luyas, they are going back to the roots. You go to wherever, people are going back. And I want to announce to us, let's be careful, and I'm saying this as a servant of God before you, my people, all our people. Culture is not bad, but cultural religion, we've got to be very careful. Because there are things that we cannot deny. I will not deny Amakikuyu. I will not deny the way we, we do our namings. That is culture. If you tell me that I must worship this way, that I, might, I, might, I have to appease the gods, then I'll tell you, no, that's now not kasha, that is religion. And as far as I'm concerned, I have only one God. And that's, it, that's the one I worship. Any other God is an idol. Brethren, let's be careful. Look at these two people. One followed the instruction, the God of his father. 
The other one too also followed the God of his father. But the question we need to ask ourselves, who is the true God? Jacob lived. We see God speaking to him. Tell him, go back to Bethel, the place that you met with God. When you're running away from Esau, I spoke to you there. Go back. Make an altar there. God is speaking to him. God is, is, is reassuring him. The promises I made to you and to your father, the Lord I promised them, I will surely give it to you. Why? Because you have honored me. And he told him, from now henceforth, you will not be Jacob, which means a planter, corn man, whatever. You will be Israel, one who prevails, or God who prevails. Praise God. Let's be careful, brethren. It's very easy. And today, they've come up with all sorts of methods to recruit and to attract people. So be careful. Anyone who tells you that there is another God or there is something else, there is another way of worship. Like I met someone. The power of the universe. That you need to believe in the power of the universe. Hey, power of the universe. Which is this power of the universe? Universe is creation, isn't it? So who is more powerful? The universe. Can the universe have power? It's God who has power because he created the universe. And he made you in his image and in his, in his likeness. You are more powerful than the universe. As an individual. So there is nothing that you need from the universe. There is nothing that you need from creation. Because you are, a create, you are created by God in his image and in his likeness. And you, in you he put eternity. You are the only creation that you live forever. Whether in heaven or in hell. Everything else will perish. So human beings must learn to worship the true God. God of Jacob saved his life. God of Re Gods of Rachel and Laban killed Rachel. She would have lived. But thank God. But here's something I want you to, to, to see here. She names her son who? who? Benon, isn't it? Yeah? Why? Because she is in pain and she is in sorrow. So in other words, she is actually cursing or transferring the pain and the sorrows to her son. But look at Jacob, the wisdom of a worshiper. Please, note that. The wisdom of what? A worshiper, the one who worships God, is quickly able to sense when danger is coming. Because the wife here has just pronounced a curse upon her child, a son of Solo. But the father quickly refers that and said, no, he is not Benon, he is who? Benjamin, which means what? The son of my right heart, the son of my strength. In other words, he released blessing upon his son. Praise the Lord. And removed the curse. Men in the house. Let's come now even to, to homes. What I see of this man, Jacob, he has authority over his house. He has what? 
authority and he is exercising authority. He did not just say, anyway, she, has, she is in pain, she has named him, anyway, that him. She re, he realized, here I am the man in authority. And I have realized this is not God. This is a curse. So I take over immediately. I want to announce to you men in the house, you must exercise authority as men in your houses. Things go wrong when we transfer authority to the wrong hands. There is a reason why God created man and he created a woman. And then he put you together. You are not equal, praise God. And when I say you are not equal, I am not trying to say that you lord it over your wife. I am simply saying when it comes to assignment and responsibilities, you are different. There are things your wife will do which you will never do. Today, even if we lay our hands on you, even if we plan, do all the sort of magics, even if we take you to the best doctor, you will never be able to give birth as a man. Is that true? I know, you know, these characters are trying all sorts of things. And um, there is this, 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 this lady who changed her, her gender and um, uh, she became a man. And then they are now trying to tell us that the man has, is the, the, there is a man who is pregnant. Shindwe. It's not going to be possible. But the point is, and I don't want you to lose this, men in the house, God has assigned responsibilities to us. We have different assignments. We cannot give birth. They will give birth. Amen. But we are the heads of the family. It is you that God will ask when things go wrong in that family. When that child becomes wayward, stop blaming the mother. You are the priest in that house. Take charge and take your law. Stop saying, Nirisema niwambia. Uh-uh. Jacob realized things are not right here. And I cannot stay idle. I cannot allow this to pass. Which means he was alert. Are you alert? As a man. Take your role. Take responsibility. Amen? And you ladies, support and honor your husband. That's the way things are. Amen? You may be earning more than him, but he's your man. Your wealth, your money, is, your, is, is, is his money as well. His money is your money. Let it not be said, this whatever I hear. His money is our money. But my money is my money. That is a doctrine from hell. So if you believe in that young lady or a woman in the house, that your money is your money, but his money is our money, you are wrong. And I want to say this. If you want to progress and prosper, you must walk together. Amen? You must remove that boundary that that is hers, that is mine, that is ours. No, 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 no. no. If you are truly one, then everything that God has given you is yours. That doesn't mean that because you are the man, you go squandering everything. No, that's not what I'm saying. And I'm not saying that you have authority over her money. 
All what I'm saying is that her money belongs to the family. And the two of you need to sit and discuss her money also. The same way you discuss his money, you need to discuss your money as well. And plan how to use it. Otherwise, if you are not careful, then you will fall into the you know, side of Rachel. And you start worshipping money and you know what happens. I said this. Now, no, I pushed this longer than I expected. But I wanted you to capture this. There are two people here. Look at the life of Jacob. Look at Rachel. And see how one who walks with God, that God continues to walk with. And you can see as we read through that even when God told Jacob, you know, you'll be going back to Bethlehem. He summoned his family. He took authority and told his family, all of you that may be having idol gods, everything, including rings and earlings and whatever, that they may have acquired from other nations that were idols. He said, let any zotapa. He burnt them. And he asked them, cleanse yourself, purify yourself, for we are going to Bethel, the house of God. That's the responsibility of the man in the house who understands the need for the family not to be defiled. Because if the family is defiled, then God's blessings and God's favor will not be upon that family. Have you received something today? God bless you. Amen? Let's stand on our feet. Yeah, thank you. <clears throat> Lift up your hands to the Father. And I want to ask you, if you know in your life there is an idol, there is something that you adore more than God, or there is something that comes in between you and your relationship with God, mention it before the Lord and ask him to help you to do away with it. Whatever it is. We want to release ourselves so that we can attract God's blessings, God's mercy, and God's grace. This cannot happen if in our lives we have idols. Please note one thing. Rachel was a wife to Jacob. Rachel must have been introduced to God of Jacob, but she still chose to keep the idols. You may be a Christian here or watching. Wherever you are, you may be having some idols. The Lord would want you to denounce them. For God wants to bless your family. But there is that one thing or there are those things that he cannot tolerate. Just ensure I'm giving you this moment so that you can have a conversation with God and denounce those things and allow the Spirit of God to cleanse you. For indeed, where we are moving into, we are moving into Bethel, the house of God, the praise of God, where the presence of God is. And we cannot go there with idols. Father God, we lift up our hands and we surrender to you.
There may be things in our lives that we have worshipped more than you. There may be lifestyles that we have acquired that have taken away your presence from us. Today, as a church, we denounce them. And we ask you to forgive us. We ask you to forgive us. Brethren, please, denounce what you need to denounce. We are in the presence of the Lord. There is grace to forgive. You may, that habit that you think you cannot be able to stop, there is, there is grace to stop it now. The Lord will give you strength if you denounce it. May I ask us to just, just repeat this prayer after me. All of us, please. Let's say, Dear Lord Jesus, You went on the cross on my behalf. You became sin that I may become the righteousness of God. You became a curse so that I may be freed from any curse. Today I come before you. I ask you to forgive me my sins my habits, my habits that are not right before you. Whatever I have idolized, Lord, knowingly or unknowingly, I ask you to forgive me. And today, I commit myself to you. Let your presence come and go with me. Guide me and lead me through the path of righteousness. I commit myself to follow you. Help me, O oh God. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's say amen. May the Lord bless you. And like the woman that was caught in the act, Jesus said, go and do what? Go and sin no more. Don't go back to those things. Don't go back to those habits. From today, you have been released from them. Amen? And you are a new creation. It is like you never sinned. God has heard our prayers and our cries. And we thank him for the rains. So we prayed for the rains. Let's appreciate God for the rains. Thank you, Lord, for the rains. They are rains of blessing. Don't worry how you will go home. These are rains and showers of blessings. Amen. Prophetically, the Lord is releasing blessing upon us. We have just made a confession, isn't it? We have denounced many things that hinder us from walking with the Lord. His presence is now with us. 
Amen. Men in the house. If you're a man, lift up your hand. I want to see all the men in the house. On 17th. Is 17th a Saturday? You sure? Yesterday was 4th, eh? So there. Yesterday was, today is 4th. Yesterday was that. So it's next Saturday is 10th. So the other one is 17th. You are right. It will be 17th. On 17th, you have a goat with me. Amen? Goat eating. Man's goat eating. This is pastor's goat. Whatever you want to describe it. I want all men to come together. On 17th. Usiji peshuguli. Yosiku. Amen. Christmas haitakwe meansa. Itakwe naansa the other week. Before we go for Christmas, why don't we come together as men and have a goat in this compound? Remember the last goat we had was in Hasin, isn't it? Enos. Sinisawa. Lakini wazee. Bona hamufurahi. Hallelujah. Please dialize. Let's come together as men. We just want to come together, eat together, close the ear together, and share some blessings together. Ladies, praise God. Yours will be next year. Florence will invite you. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm careful. I love was when I said, I'm going to go to the house. I'm going to go to the house. I'm going to go to the house. But for men, I'm going And now may the grace and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May His, shine, may his face shine upon you. And may you walk in his blessings. Your food is blessed. Your water is blessed. And the work of your hands is blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. We can go home now. You know, I'm going to...